Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to TransformationRadio.fm. Welcome to all of the stations that you're listening on that I don't even completely know. Because guess what? When I show up here, I'm in the flow. I'm telling you, it's about the flow. Not quite sure how it all happened. I, I know I dialed the wrong phone number, and you know that's why I have my. Uh, that's why I'm going to talk with uh, Andrea here today in a minute because she's going to explain the whole thing to me. But before I do, I want to say hi to Sarah. Sarah, what a great job! Thank you for being here today and playing the cool music you're playing. Of course, it's always so fun to help out with your show. Oh my gosh, we're going to get fun now. Are you ready? We're ready for fun. Here's what we're going to talk about. Get ready for this. Fear to flow. How to give up your struggle and allow life to unfold perfectly. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, Andrea Corso joining me here today. She is the author of this book, but more than that, more than that. Listen, I love this. I love when you have an award-winning executive, leadership, life coach, two decades of global business experience, the uh, the owner of Andrea Corso and Company, maybe I can get a job working for her too someday, uh, worked with thousands of individuals to help them create success in all areas of their life, right? Are you ready for this? Writes a book called Fear to Flow, How to Give Up Your Struggle and Allow Life to Unfold Perfectly. Now, why am I surprised about this? I'm not really, because those of us that have uh, had corporate lives and have, you know, been in the many, many places that, you know, corporate work can take you, we know a lot about fear. We also can learn a lot about flow. But I'm telling you today that this is a conversation where we get to talk with Andrea about what, first of all, is it even possible to go from fear to flow? And, of course, she's going to say yes because she's written a fabulous book about it. And where the heck do we even start? Andrea, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me. Okay. Award-winning executive, leadership, life coach, global business experience. i got to start out like at the super, super beginning. Mm-hmm. What is it about your life's journey, the many, many things that have shaped you, sculpted you, cultivated you, what is it about all of the above that tapped in to your creative essence to write a book like this? Hmm. Probably a combination (laughs) of all of it. Um, (laughs) I think, well, like you said in the beginning, it's so funny because being in the corporate world for, you know, 15, the first 15 years of my career, I was around a lot of fear-based uh, behavior and actions, but I didn't even realize it. It was just so right. normal. And then I got out of that world, started my business, and 
took that with me. You know, I, I didn't, I, I, I started running my business from that same place. Um, and I think what, actually, I don't think, I know what prompted me to write the book was a journey I went through when my father got sick and passed mm. away uh, quite quickly from his illness, which was pancreatic cancer. Mm. And he was a big driving force in my life, like with many of us. You know, I he raised me, he uh, instilled values and principles and definitions of success in my life that I was living by. And it was when he was suddenly gone that I realized, wow, I have been living my life from a place of fear for mm-hmm. most of my life. And um, that's what drove me to, to you know, share the story, write the book, share my experience, and also look back and reflect on those many years of my corporate experience and even in my personal life, you know, how, how so much was the decisions I made and the choices were all from a place of trying to avoid a potential fearful consequence. And I love this. And, you know, uh, um, I asked the question because I did see your dedication to the book, you know, right out of the gate. I mean, directly after all of the amazing things people say about the book, you turn to the dedication. And I, 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 I can't tell you, I've been doing this uh, 14 years. I can't tell you how many books I've read. And every time I open a book like this and I read the dedication, I'm telling you, my eyes just fill up because even with all of your success, even with the busyness of your life, even with this powerful message, you stop and take the time to be humble in your appreciation for those that have helped, uh, y- you know, mold the person you are today. How important is it for us in the world right now to do that? I think it's critical. I think. I believe that we, none of us would be here without the people who have been beside us along the way. Mm -hmm. And so even, you know, if you read the book and, you know, the dedication is to my father. My father and I had a a complicated relationship, Mm -hmm. but yet he was a essential piece of my journey um, and my learning. And there are many people like that in all of our lives. And I think it's once we we stop and recognize that and express that appreciation and gratitude, we can see through even some of those difficulties that might have happened with those people along the way. And I I really have to comment on something else because I wake up every day and, you know, six months after I started this gig and I just shared with my previous um, guest that, I dialed a wrong phone number 14 years ago. and Within 10 minutes, I bought my first hour of airtime. Six months later, I, I contracted a mystery disease. And I went to the place that you acknowledge in the book. First and foremost, you're grateful. Um, you're grateful and you come right out and say it for divine source, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you say, without him, there is no story to be told. So my question is this, too. Where is the place now that we are in the world as human beings? You know, where is the place uh, of spirituality? What do we need to do to really recognize the significance and importance of this in, in our day and age? I think it is who we are. I think mm-hmm. it is, there is 
no separation between spirituality and mm. the rest of life. It's it's mm-hmm. a piece of it that I, you know, for me, it's been a part of my my whole life in different ways, but it's always been there. I find that it's becoming more and more a part of everyone's life and experience and existence. And I think that, I mean, we even see it just how the connection between spirituality and science yeah. is getting bigger and bigger all the time. It is, it, I believe it is. There, you can't separate it. It is part mm-hmm. of, of what we do, who we are, of everything around us. I, I love what you say, too. I mean, you're coming like right out of the gate and you're saying, listen, listen, right? Here we are. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you need both your ego and your divine self in your life. And, you and and so, you know, sometimes we want to pick one or the other, but you're like, wait a minute, we need both. Mm-hmm. And then we jump into the conversation about fear. I am pretty sure you could have pecked any number of things, Andrea, to write about. And yet fear has been the elephant that's been in the room now uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of folks that nobody really wants to talk about. Right. And I want to ask you this, yeah. you know, this is at the top of everybody's list. Why is it so hard for us to bring fear to the forefront, to have a dialogue about what have you discovered along the way? I think admitting to fear is, Admitting weakness, I think this is mm. what people believe. That's why I think we don't talk about it. It's uh-huh. admitting to perhaps not being in control. Um, it's admitting that there are things outside of me that scare me and things within me that scare me. When you admit that you're scared, you're vulnerable. And we don't necessarily, as humans, like to feel vulnerable, but I don't know that vulnerability is widely accepted so Mm -hmm. for somebody to stand up and say hey i'm really afraid that if i make this decision i'm going to be rejected or i'm going to fail i think we tend to back away i mean that's what i see so we keep it under wraps it's that it's the discomfort that we pretend doesn't exist and that's what creates the struggle that i talk about in the book it's when we when we're not willing to be open and honest about what we're afraid of creates that internal struggle. So there's a there's taking a step of being willing to be vulnerable and admit, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm human. I'm afraid of things, things that might not even be real. They may just be stories in my head, but I'm afraid of them. It's being able to risk that vulnerability and move forward from there versus stuffing it down and, you know, keeping it you know, under wraps and then having all that internal struggle. Mm. Well, you know, here's what we're going to do. I love this. I love that we get to talk with you about this. Andrea Corso joining me here today. Fabulous book, Fear to Flow, How to Give Up Your Struggle and Allow Life to Unfold Perfectly. When we come back, we're going to talk with Andrea about, you know, a number of different things. But most importantly, sort of the breadcrumbs. How do we look back, as she has done, look back following the breadcrumbs and and turn a story that for most of us would seem not just traumatic, life-changing, but also to look at life when even the best laid plans 
don't seem to turn out the way that we thought they would. When we come back, we're going to talk with Andrea about one, one thing that's super important, and many people have experienced it in 10 years, when plans fall apart. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm colder than this home. I'm meaner than my demons. I'm bigger than this. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic what if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets mysteries and magic of life Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Vadili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine, and my show is Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. When we're bogged down with our emotions, the hardships that plague us in our relationships, at work, our finances, we literally can't see the higher plane where we could be operating from. Tune in to Leslie Fontaine, Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together. His technology uses the healing and psycho-spiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltech chair. The Soltec Lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound vibration and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltecwellbeing.com. That's S-O-L-T-E-C, well-being. 
Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It is so great to have Andrea Corso joining me here today. Fear to Flow, How to Give Up Your Struggle and Allow Life to Unfold Perfectly. And we've got four copies of this book to give away. OMG. Amazing. I'm not even going to be able to get to everything in here. But before we do, Andrea, can you give out your website and um, let folks know, first of all, how they can find out more about you. And for those folks that may not receive a copy of the book today, how can they go ahead and buy one themselves? Sure. So my website is andreacorso.com, and I will spell that A-N-D-R-I-A-C-O-R-S-O.com. So that's where folks can find out more about me. And my book is available on Amazon. So just go to Amazon, Fear to Flow, and you will find it. Awesome. Uh, and let's go ahead, Sarah, and give our first copy away, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. First caller, we'd love to give a copy of the book away. And for those of you that are not able to call in, if you go to the drpatshow.com website and click on the player on the right, you'll be able to send me an instant message and give me your name and your address. And the first person that does that, we will give you a copy of the book. Lots of giving it away. Been paying it forward for 14 years. Uh, Andrea, thank you so much. There's so much to talk with you about, but I do want to start with the notion of when plans fall apart. When plans fall apart. And of course, in the book, you're talking about your own personal journey, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that plans falling apart are more of the norm now than they've ever been, right? The dynamic nature of things. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to talk about, first of all, this particular part of the story, your journey, and what do you think about that? Um, are, are we to expect plans to fall apart more hmm. now? Well, I think we just need to be flexible, really. I think <laughs> <laughs> so. Because I'm still a big planner, yeah. even though plan, my, many of my plans have fallen apart in big ones, um, I'm yeah. still a big planner. You know, so what I write about in the book is a um, piece of my journey. I had planned a year of fun, as I called it, and I, I had wanted to start having more fun in my life, and that was my plan. I was planning everything around that. And then by April of the year, it was 2014, my, my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and so certainly fun became n nothing. My life had nothing to do with fun. It was no longer the plan, and then mm. what happened after that was one of my dogs was diagnosed with cancer, so my year mm -hmm. of fun turned into um, anything but fun, mm -hmm. and this happens, I think, to many of us, right? So we, we find our plans falling apart, and in the moment, we cannot make sense of why. Why is this happening? What is going on? But what I always refer back to is the quote I started the book with, um, which is the Steve Jobs quote, where he talks about, you cannot connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will connect when you look back. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I still do today when my plans fall apart, big or small. I just trust that in some way they're going to make sense, because the fact is they always do. 
if you look back on your life, you can see how the things that seemed just horrific or just to absolutely make no sense in the moment when you look back, you can connect the dots. You can see why it happened. It makes sense. And because life is going to happen, right? So people are going to get sick and jobs are going to get lost and marriages are going to fall apart. And the unexpected things are going to happen that were not part of the plan, but ultimately become the plan and then lead you to where you're supposed to be. Um, so with my journey in, in this particular section of the book, you know, you couldn't, I could not have imagined how my father getting so sick and passing away and, you know, basically just taking the foundation of my life from me when he died. He was that strong of an influence in my life how that would ever make sense to me. But I, you know, two-plus years away from that today can tell you it actually does make sense. It doesn't mean it feels good or it was easy, but it makes sense. When we think about this for our lives and we and we take a look at fear, um, yeah. I want to talk about what I consider to, to, to sort of be the opposite contrast, and that is flow. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you describe flow for our listeners? Uh, because I love the word and I love the, I, I love the word and I love the sense of it. Um, but, but I think it's so important to have, um, your experience of what flow has come to mean for you. So the way I describe flow, and again, you know, I, I talk about it in yeah. the book, but I describe it as moving with the natural stream or current of life. So aligning with one's authentic life rhythm and then acting and living from that place. And so not always easy to do, especially when plans are falling apart. So it does, it does take some practice. And, you know, there's a process that I describe in the book that to, to move out of fear and into flow. But mm-hmm. the thing is, when we're living in that place of flow, it means we're listening to the pulls of our heart and what's tugging at our gut, which is essentially our intuition. And that is what aligns us with our authenticity, our purpose. There's no fear there. There's no false fear, fear of failure, rejection, disapproval. So when you tap into that intuitive voice and you live from there and you listen to that, you're living from the flow. But the thing is, to do that, you do have to move through the fear because if, if we or in fear or letting the voice of fear or the ego control us, it's the louder voice. We have to learn to move through that so that we can allow the voice of our intuition to rise up and be the guiding force, the divine self voice, the guiding force in our life, mm-hmm. which is what leads us into flow. Mm. You know, it, it is such a powerful word. I mean, you can mention it to just about anyone walking down the street, right, Andrea? Yeah. And you can mention the word and people kind of perk up, yeah, right? right? <laughs> you know, they're kind of like, yeah. Um, and yet it seems like for many, it seems like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to achieve it? Am I ever going to have it consistent, consistently? Am I, it, how do I get there? And, you know, certainly you're talking about fear to flow uh, in not just a powerful way, but you also address this as baby steps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, many of us do not want to take baby steps. Let's just be really clear about that. Um, 
right? I mean, Correct. the whole idea, don't you get a little bit perturbed if somebody says to you, you know, really, Pat, you know, you really need to take baby steps. You're like, really? You got to be kidding me. Um, but from your point of view, how do these baby steps lead up to this amazing experience of flow? So the first thing I would like to say about flow is yeah. it really, it's, it's a choice, you know, because it's a choice to choose from fear or choose from flow or, or you could look at it like choosing from a place of faith or freedom versus fear. And the way to do that is one small step at a time. I mean, because we are in such a habit of choosing from fear. Fear has been, you know, the loud voice. And so when you start to hear your intuition and want to pay attention to it to move into flow, you're going to be a little hesitant because I remember the first thing my intuition told me was I needed to take a sabbatical and stop working. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No, <laughs> can't do that. But actually, it was what I needed to do. So I started much smaller than a sabbatical. I just started to, you know, take a couple of days a week just for me to heal and grieve and do all the things that I ended up doing on my sabbatical. But because when you take the baby step, amazingly enough, the next step will then show up. But if, mm. you know, it's like those are the steps that lead you to a consistent place of choosing from flow. Mm-hmm. It's just one step at a time. And I can not necessarily guarantee, but I can tell you that it's going to be easier than trying to take the giant leap because I couldn't take the giant leap. Like I can't, I was like, I know I can't take a sabbatical, but I did one smaller step at a time. Yeah. I mean, it, isn't there a, 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 a general fear about this? I want to talk about this when we come back from break, because I love the idea of divine flow. Mm. I love the idea of freedom and openness and the things you talk about in the book. And yet we stay in relationships longer than than we really want to. Jobs that have never really been rewarding for us. Um, Those kinds of things which we think give us security, right? Mm -hmm. How do we look at what it really means to take action on our own behalf and move beyond what Andrea calls false fears. I love that. Doesn't it have like a ring? False <laughs> fears. That's like hashtag false fears. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. My very special guest, Andrea Corso, in the house today. Fear to flow. How to give up your struggle and allow life to unfold perfectly we'll be right back Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. 
Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Would you like to experience life-transforming adventures in personal expansion and world service? If you do, tune in to learn about magical innate abilities that you can develop and use to make your dreams come true. Joy Elaine is author of The Joy Chronicles, and she's inviting you and millions of others to join her in working with galactic masters, angels, and the Ashtar Command as they assist humanity and planet Earth to achieve their ultimate destination of ascension. For more information about this upcoming event and broadcast, visit joyelaine.com. That's joy, E-L-A-I-N-E, dot com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic are you ready to thread your life with intuition intuit apparel can help you do just that This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. Get ready to rid yourself of all that is weighing you down and holding you back from living the life you want for yourself. Coming Clean, The Art of Transparency with Katherine Moss is a hit show for women in recovery who are ready to live life on purpose. Tune in and let Katherine help you live your truth one day at a time. Live each Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Oh, awesome.
awesome, everyone. And, you know, I want to say thank you uh, to Andrea Corso joining us here today. The book is Fear to Flow, uh, available on Amazon, So of course. And you can go to Andrea's website, andreacorso.com, and it's A-N-D-R-I-A, Corso, C-O-R-S-O.com. And and check it out. I mean, the book is just loaded. We're, you know, I'm trying to get to, uh, you know, quite a few of the things that uh, that you you point out in the book. Um, but m- many of them for people uh, that are looking uh, have gone through a really rough, Andrea, a really rough ten years, right? Mm-hmm. And so, who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to get in the flow? Who doesn't want to experience more of these things? You know, who doesn't want to be in search of uh, divine answers? Yeah. And, you know, for, for us, this idea of false fear is so important. So you have in the book, you talk about two types of fear. Tell mm-hmm. us what they are and okay. how do we recognize the difference? Sure. Yeah. So there's real fear and there's false fear. So first, real fear is that is the kind of fear that arises if you wake in the middle of the night and you smell smoke in your house or feel the tremor of an earthquake or start to lose control of your car. It's when your body instantly jumps into action, the part of the brain that initiates the fear response you know, sends signals to our body that we're in danger. So our heart starts to beat fast. Adrenaline pumps into our system. We are in fight or flight response because we're in danger. So that's real life-threatening fear. It keeps us alive. We're born with that. It's really good. That's what we, we don't want to lose that. But what I talk about in the book is this idea of false fear. And that's the kind of fear that arises from stories and worries that we create in our head or things that we've heard from other people or beliefs that we've picked up along the way and have interpreted as true but don't necessarily have an immediate basis in reality. So mm. things, I call it false evidence appearing real. I didn't come up with that acronym. I heard it somewhere, but yeah. false evidence appearing real. So it's, you know, fear of failure, fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear of what other people think, fear of not enough. Those types of fears are what really, I mean, they can keep us stuck. They keep us struggling. They keep us paralyzed and, and they they drove my behavior for most of my adult life. Well, you know, I, I think that really what we're talking about here is if we are so focused on fear and and, and how are we going to have uh, a divine awakening, so to speak. Right. And I and I want to talk I want to ask you about this because throughout the book, you know, you talk about uh, in so many ways in the stories you tell and how you tell them, you know, you really give us a sense that if we're in fear we're not going to be in flow. No. Uh, and, and we're not going to be able to even get a sense. So there's got to be, I wonder, uh, the way you could describe it for us, a midpoint that we can get to so that we can have a new level of divine awareness. Because you're really talking about the authentic divine flow. Yeah. And I love it because I know, I know what it feels like. And I'm so glad you are talking about it. Is there a midpoint that we can get to? Well, I think... You know, I really just think the first step of trying, you know, getting to flow is recognizing that you're in fear. So it's the acknowledgement and the awareness of, okay, I'm actually living a life or I'm making a decision because I'm afraid of something happening that 
is a story I'm telling. I'm afraid I'm going to fail or I'm afraid I'm going to lose something or someone. And I think by just becoming aware of that and acknowledging it, you start to move. You're, you're just moving a little bit more from the left to the right. You're getting closer to the midpoint. It's the movement through the fear which starts with acknowledging it that gets you closer to flow. Because what starts to happen is when you acknowledge that you're living in fear or you're making a fearful decision and you recognize that, you, you actually, you're at a choice point. You can say, all right, I'm still going to make the decision based on fear or let me go a little further. And I talk about this in the book, a process to move through the fear. Let me just explore it a little bit. Let me ask myself a question. What would happen? What would I do? How would I feel if this thing that I'm fearing actually came true? And what we find is if we can explore it just a little bit. So I'm, what if my business does fail? I, I deal with this a lot with my clients. They're so afraid of starting a business. They're afraid it's going to fail. What if it does? What if it does? Let's talk about that. You know, how would you feel? Awful, disappointed, ashamed, all these things. But then what would you do? What would you actually do? And what we find out is that we are pretty resilient mm. and that in 98% of the cases, we're going to survive and we're going to bounce back. And it might not feel great, but we're going to survive and that the story we're creating in our head is really so much worse than the actual fear coming true. And so just making that shift from automatically deciding from the fear point to what would I do if this actually came true, you're, you're, you've begun the process of moving into flow because you're starting now, the voice of fear will automatically start to quiet down. It starts to lose some of its power. And then what rises up is that voice of your intuition, which, like I mentioned earlier, is what's going to pull you into your flow if you follow it. But first mm-hmm. you have to hear it. And you can only hear it when you start to quiet down the voice of fear. Yeah. You know, what do you find in the people you're working with and certainly your experience? What is our number one, would you say, if you if you could think about the most things that people say that keep them stuck? Uh, what if you mm-hmm. I mean, you know, even stuck in fear, even mm-hmm. though, wait a minute, I know that I'm fearful. But I, you know what? I'm okay here being in my fear. What, right. what are some of the challenges you've discovered that people experience in literally making the change from fear? I think um, it's crazy, but I'm going to say there's people are comfortable in the known and the familiar, even if they're not happy. So there's a fear of the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen if I choose to you know, leave the job or walk away from, you know, the security of this relationship, even though I'm not happy. There's a fear of the unknown. And then there's a fear of, um, I find not enough to be a big one. So if I, if I leave my job to pursue a business I'm passionate about, there might not be enough money in that new thing. So there's this not enough fear of the unknown. And, you know, loss and loss is another room. People are afraid of losing what might you know, what they, they believe is theirs, losing family, friends, money, security, all of that. So we are graspy. And I think what ends up happening, or what I see is people actually get so comfortable in the familiar, even though they're unhappy, that they forget they actually have a choice. They just, it, it's like, I don't have a choice. I have to stay in this job that I hate. 
And I always say, why would you stay in a job you hate? You could actually find a job you like. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but it's, again, the comfort in the familiar and the fear of the unfamiliar or unknown tends to make people forget they actually have a choice. You know, I want to ask you this question, too. I mean, there is this idea about hanging on to, let, let's stay with the job situation, because this is really hot right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there are two things happening in jobs. One of them is there's a mass exodus of people <laughs> that have stayed in jobs these past X amount of years because there really was nothing else to go to out there. Mass mm -hmm. exodus right? All of a sudden it's, you know, wow, I'm out of here. Just kind of been holding back for a little bit. And companies like, how do we retain talent? How do we retain talent? Then yeah. there's the other side of it where we're looking at the job scenario and people thinking, I'm never going to find another job at this salary. Mm -hmm. A, B, C, D, and all of the above is us staying so in our minds and our heads that we can't even get any insight. How do you help the folks you work with quiet, you know, that little itty bitty committee that's <laughs> going on there that would have us uh, play small? So there's, again, you know, there's a, a, we, I do a lot of work with my clients to help them actually acknowledge and experience whatever it is they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So, when we have uncomfortable emotions of which, you know, fear and anxiety and worry fit right in there, we tend to just ignore them. We stuff them aside. We don't, we don't want to feel it. And we're like, okay, I don't want to feel this, so I'm just going to make the decision that's going to help me avoid this feeling. I actually help my clients get comfortable with what they're feeling. And that's a big piece of the moving through fear and getting into the flow. So helping them feel it and then, so it's simple. Like our ego is there, the little itty bitty committee. It's there to keep us safe. I mean, that's the role of the ego. And I write about this in the book, but it, it goes to the definite extreme. It creates the stories and the worries for us to fear, even though there's no factual basis behind it. And so it's just this acknowledgement. I mean, it's, and I do this with myself too. Oh, there is my ego. There's that, you know, little fearful itty bitty committee telling me I really need to worry about this, but I don't have any factual basis in reality in this moment that this is a real fear. It, the acknowledgement, the recognition that just recognizing it starts to quiet it. It's when we resist it and we push it aside. Oh no, I'm going to ignore that. I'm not feeling that. I'm not thinking that. It's like what you resist persists. So it's going to acknowledge it, say, okay, it's okay. I hear you, I recognize you, and I'm going to keep moving forward. Wow. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Andrea about flow. What does it feel like? What does it look like? And what are some of the tools she talks about, including the God box? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back.
Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence, and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. TheAngelLady.net 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 1-800-323-1790 Sue Storm TheAngelLady.net A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Oh, beautiful music, Sarah. Thank you so much. Um, Andrea Corso, the author of Fear to Flow, How to Give Up Your Struggle and Allow Life to Unfold Perfectly. As I mentioned earlier, award-winning executive, leadership, life coach, two decades of global business experience, the owner of Andrea Corso and Company. And by the way, worked with thousands of individuals to help them create success in all areas of their lives. And along the way, she discovered a number of really important things. That's why it's not only possible to understand how to go from fear to flow, but it can actually happen. And, you know, this is really the opportunity to talk about flow. 
uh, and in a number of different ways, Andrea. You know, first of all, there's an enormous gift that happens from, you know, experiencing it, but also knowing how to bring more of it in our lives. And you literally give us many, many examples of what the journey was like for you. Mm -hmm. But I want to come out of the gate talking about the God box, (laughs) if we could. (laughs) My favorite. Sitting right in front of me right now. (laughs) Tell us about the God box and tell us about how you discovered it. And uh, and since reading the book, I've already got it going now here. Yeah. So the God box I discovered, I was reading a book um, by Tosha Silver called Outrageous Openness. And she talked about it in there, although someone I had heard about it before, but it was popped to me when I was reading her book. And all it is, is it's a box. You can make it any type of box that you like. Mine is just like a little treasure chest box that sits on my, uh, in my office. And I, it's things that I need to release and surrender to God. I put in that box Mm -hmm. and literally, so one of the things about fear is if I'm feeling fearful about something, it's like, I want to control it. I kind of grasp, you know, I remember, um, my dog, one of my dogs recently was sick again, and I was trying to control everything about how we were treating her, her illness, all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, this needs to go in the God box for God to handle and have it work out in the best way possible. So I release my grip. I give it to God by the physical act of writing it on a piece of paper and putting it in the God box, closing the box. So I know it's been handled. It's being handled. I don't need to mess it up with my forceful actions. Um, and what I'll tell you is the beauty of the God box for me is actually taking things out of there that have been resolved. And no, things are not always resolved as I want them to be, but I trust and believe that things are always resolved according to the best for me and everyone involved. So yeah. that's the God box. It's a great way to surrender, um, And that keeps you in the flow. Yeah. And I love what you said. Let's talk about that for a moment, because I think that's important. I don't want to just blow by it. You know, the highest and best for everyone involved. And, you know, that has some very important meaning to it, Andrea. I mean, that doesn't doesn't mean that you're always going to get exactly what you think you you want. No. Uh, But you're not going to land worse off. So can you talk about the whole, that concept of highest and best for all? Because that, I think, is really one of the cornerstone uh, aspects of flow. So I'll just use a quick example. Since I mentioned my dog being sick, I will share that um, we had to put her down uh, a few months ago because she had cancer. And, you know, I, here I was confronted with another dog with cancer, and I really, um, Knowing, like, I, I, that's not how I wanted it to be resolved. I wanted her to be cured. But after the fact, my husband and I realized that it was really for the greatest good of all because not only did she, she passed away quickly, so she was, she did not suffer. So clearly that was for her best good. Um, we learned many things from our time with her, so that really was for our best good. We learned many things about ourselves and her through her short illness. And then we also were able to very shortly thereafter adopt another dog, give another homeless dog a home. So 
it didn't necessarily work out the way I wanted to, but looking at the bigger picture, it really, for everyone involved in that situation, I do believe it was for the highest and greatest good for all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know that I'll ever really feel like having to put her down was great, but I can see mm-hmm. that there was a greater plan behind why she got sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and part of this is really in this place of deep gratitude and appreciation, which we also talked about. Someone said to me a long time ago, and I'd love for you to comment on this, that, um, you know, uh, the expression was fear and faith cannot coexist. Right. But, you know, another version of it is fear and gratitude cannot coexist. What that means is if I pick gratitude, fear will automatically dissipate. Mm-hmm. You know, what have you discovered about uh, about things like that, about being able to choose something? And by the very nature of that choice, fear doesn't have an opportunity to show up. Um, in those moments where when my father was very sick and we knew that he was going to pass away, I had a lot of fear. And I wrote about in the book about what it of losing him, like what would that mean mm-hmm. for my life and me and my family. And, um, but in those moments where I actually was appreciating the time with him and the fact that I got to tell him things that I don't know that I would have ever said to him before, if I didn't know I was, he was going to be passing away, that deep gratitude in those moments, there was no fear. I was not afraid mm-hmm. of losing him when I was completely appreciating the time that I had left with him and the moments I got to express my love to him. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that can translate into just like you said, any moment where you're feeling the fear, if you can find the, the nugget to be grateful for, because there is always a blessing in the suffering and in those fearful moments. If We just have to look for it. Mm. Wow. The hour has gone by so quickly. Uh, Andrea, I want to thank you so much and give you an opportunity to, again, mention your website um, and then ask you uh, uh, one last question. Uh, What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Okay. Well, my website is andreacorso.com, A-N-D-R-I-A-C-O-R-S-O.com. And my message that I just like to leave everyone with is that it's always a moment by moment choice. You know, I wrote a book, Fear to Flow, and my life is not, I'm not always in flow. I always have an opportunity to be in flow, but fear still shows up. I'm human. So it's always a choice. And my hope is that you will choose the path of flow in each moment versus the path of fear. Awesome. Thank you so much for all that you do. And again, the book is available pretty much everywhere. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, What a great show. A fabulous book. And there's so many things in the book, Andrea, that I know we didn't get to. But you'll be back. I am very sure (laughs) of that. Totally sure of that. Wow. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. We want to thank you so much for that. Sarah, thank you for pushing all the right buttons today. And for those of you at one o'clock, you know, we're going to be doing Lyme Talk Radio. It's everything about Lyme disease and how to heal. We'll see you next time.